Welcome back to the Group Chat Podcast, hosted by Too Funny for Free. Boy, do we have an episode for you today, honey. But first things first, let's welcome Princess. Hi. Snap, 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 welcome snap, snap. Welcome to the group welcome, chat. Welcome, welcome. We have yeah. added a member today. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get things kicked off with our Ick of the Week, child. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Tipping culture. Have mm. we gone too far? Have we lost the plot? I feel like we have indeed gone too far. Yeah. For sure. First, I, I feel like we should start off with, like, honestly, outside of food, mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was customary to tip people for, like, haircuts and hairdos and stuff like that. Like, I thought you pay for your service. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Like Maybe that was just yeah. my, my broke mentality because at that point I was in college. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I ain't have nothing spare to give anyway. I just um, found out people was tipping for tattoos. Wow, <laughs> the, I didn't know that. The, the, the tip was the, the, the fee. Yeah. Cause this and the is, hefty one. Because my thing was, okay, like I'm paying you directly, the artist, to do this service. Like, what am I tipping you for? Like, now I guess it would make sense if you're like, if I paid the establishment and then they pay you out, maybe a tip. Right. Like, you know, when you get your nails done, you pay the establishment, but then you can tip your nail tech or whatever. Right, right, right. Nigga, the, the nigga who did my tattoo is getting the money. <laughs> we tipping? Right. That shit costs 150 Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Tip included. I don't yeah. know. What? Especially these hairstylists. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know y'all was tipping like that for them hairstylists. I'm not. That's crazy. I do just because it's like, if I like the service and I appreciate, you know, you doing my hair, making me look cute, whatever, I'll tip. Like, I'm not, I don't tip crazy, but like, mm-hmm. you know, five, ten. Okay. That's five. reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're already or paying like three, really four, five hundred dollars, right? That's what y'all pay normally? I don't it know. Depends it depends on the style. style. It depends. Okay. Because yeah. that's a bad. And that's why I do my own hair, baby, because three, four, five. Yeah, that shit is One thing that that got to me recently was I was talking to a young lady. She was talking about her hair and tipping and all of that. And she was like, she knew a hairstylist that if people didn't tip, she didn't really let them rebook type shit. Like she was like, she was like that. Like if people not tipping, she's like, yeah, it's slim for you, buddy. I was like, I never knew it had got that fucking serious. That you're expecting a tip, like, but princess, mm-hmm. I want to know because you you were in the service yeah, industry yeah. for a while. You know, you did. You had lashes by princess. You Hello. know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the princess. Yeah. She, had a, she had a little grind in undergrad. You know, I respect the hustle. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, what was your expect? Like, were you expecting a tip? Was it something that was just a nice to have? Were you preferential to the people that were big tippers? What, what, what's, your, <laughs> what, what's your outlook on that? So, like me, I made my prices that was good for me, whether I got a tip or not. I never right. expected a tip. Mm-hmm. I treated all my clients the same, whether they tip or not. Yes, a tip is appreciated, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to treat a client any different way because you do tip or you don't tip. Yes, right. I appreciate it because, yes, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Def- I'm definitely yeah. appreciative. But when I did get nice tips and big tips, they were just like, oh, thank you so much. Like, but even my people that pay me the exact what I charge, you're still supporting my business. You're yeah. still paying my bills. I appreciate you. Right. Yeah. That's a fact. That kind of pissed me off because <laughs> you basically That's telling real. me to cut my hair. <laughs> You already getting your money plus some. Yeah. You already added your tip Absolutely. on top of that price. Yeah. Come on, let's talk about it. Yeah. So if I'm already adding another dub on top of that, it's like I'm really paying you more That's than this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of pissed me off. I don't like that. But I think yeah. you can like what makes you be like okay, yeah, I can leave a little extra few dollars. It's just because like you think about all the expenses that they have. Like some people that are paying like booth rent or like right, paying right, their right. rent, which you should include your yeah. prices. But like some people, like some barbers, they probably do like they probably make their money off commission. So, like, okay. they probably have to pay the owner a piece of every 
Sometimes it's like that. So yeah. that's a good time too, too. Okay. But you yeah. know what? We really lost our minds. What? When we at somewhere where we go and order something for to go, and they yeah. flip that motherfucker around. <laughs> Swivel. Can you just answer no. the And question? one thing about me, <laughs> I have no... No tip. They, when they see my finger doing all this, they know I ain't getting shit. Man, and they will look you dead in your soul. Can you just answer the question on the screen? Yeah, no <laughs> tip. Why they be hovering over you too? Man. They be like, you, you know what? They just did this for the first time to me at Starbucks. Mm, I'm at like Starbucks. Your they coffee Starbucks? and your products are already overpriced. Hello? Yeah. And somebody Why are you dropped asking the recipe me for book? a tip? <laughs> y'all know y'all shit overpriced. Yeah. We know y'all shit overpriced. Hello? But yeah. and we they addicted, really tripping because so. it used to say 10, 15, 20. Now that bitch started 25. It's the right. fuck? It started. And don't let me don't piss me off too much, bitch. I press custom. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. how you zero, go to zero. zero. Hello? Yeah. No, I I'm gonna be honest. I, I they kind of wore me down. So what I do now is I just give everybody a dollar tip. I just do a dollar. Tommy. I just do a dollar. Nigga, a dollar is a more dollar. disrespectful than no tip. I know, I know, but hell, it add up. If yeah. everybody gave a dollar, they have a whole lot of money at the end of the shift. Is all I'm saying. And better than that. So right, and I was like, shit. I do I, feel a little, a little a bad because I'm like, hell, I want a little tip if I was working here. But I was like, I'm not gonna inconvenience myself. I ain't giving yeah. y'all twenty percent like you a waiter or waiter. Yeah, yeah so no, I'm one little dollar. I'm putting no change. tip every time because yeah. what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? You didn't do shit. You ain't do shit but press two buttons. That shit really pissed me off because yeah. one thing about it, baby, we're in a recession. Okay, number one. Yeah. And number two, yeah. this coffee is not that damn good. And all you did was press the buttons, <laughs> boo. Yeah. The like, fuck? If you just pressing buttons, that shit is crazy to expect the tip. And I feel like when I feel nice enough to give a tip, that's just off me being nice. Not because yeah. you made me uh, flip a screen and try to pressure me into giving you a tip. Bitch, pressure. make me give you a tip the fuck. Like, and then when we get into mm. the restaurant, you know, and the waiters and waitresses... I, they ain't been waitresses and waitresses enough for me. Because of that, that automatic gratuity. Yeah. <laughs> the but fuck is going on? One thing I will say, I feel like at least when it goes, when it comes down to dining in establishments, I feel like us as a black culture, we have to do better with that because mm. I have a cousin that's been a waiter. I have a cousin that's been a waiter, a waitress for a few years. Mm. That's pretty much her, her main career. Mm. And she started off as a hostess and she was like even she was like cuz just being honest even the black waiters and waitresses if I put black people in their section they like why the fuck did you do that and she's like well it was nowhere else for them to go because the going rate is that black people really don't tip oh, wow. mm. it's a lot of times where black people will order and they don't tip and it's like I get it but when you have waiters and waitresses that's getting paid hourly two three dollars yeah you yeah. know they can't sustain off that and it's customary to tip how my mama told me look if you go somewhere and you ain't got that extra 20 percent 25 percent for tax and gratuity just yeah. don't go don't and go. that yeah. that's always was my motto i'm like i'll even if i was you know penny pinching i'm looking at the me beforehand i'm adding that shit <laughs> up seven percent tax 27 yeah. gratuity. all right i can make it slide with that yeah. and that's just been my thing yeah. but i didn't know that like it's a going thing. Like, people don't want black people in their sections and shit at restaurants because they feel like we I don't tip. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not surprised at that because growing up, my mama did not tip. We used to be mm. like, girl, that is so good. Like, my dad would tip, but my mom be like, gee. Yeah, we be, good my mom be like this. I'm like, mama, you ain't tip? I'm like, oh, 
Damn. Damn. My mama did not give a fuck about that shit. Damn. She did not. And it's just like, that's just how she, she's like, for what? And I'm like, no, I pay, I just paid the bill. I'm like, girl, that is tacky. Yeah. But my dad would tip. And I think we bullied her enough, so now she'll start tipping <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for a while, my mama was, was it was not tipping. And that's why I'm saying I don't like now because because they are like adding that shit in automatically. These bitches is me. I'm like, can I get Okay. Oh, <laughs> manager. Yeah. <laughs> like the bitches is being bitches. Yeah. They're being very mean, and I'm like, oh, what's tea? Like, what's the attitude Ma'am, about? Me the call, please. Like, it's <laughs> really crazy. It? Yeah, they're getting real feisty. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not messing with them at all. I think that's an Atlanta thing too, like a big city type thing. Mm. Yeah. The service just not that damn good. The it's food not. gonna it's be busting like yes, it need to. The yeah. food not good. The service not good. Grass you know. ball. Yeah, this put that money ball. into the recipe. Yes. Neon. What the fuck, yes. bro? And let me just say this: while we on Atlanta food, leave the lamb chops alone. You don't like lamb chops? They the good, but let me. This shit's good as hell, boy. They can't. They not making them good. Them lambs be rough as hell. I be young. Them thick ass lamb chops. You know what I'm saying? Them bitches do not be well. They be well overdone. Like stop cooking them bitches. Take that shit off the stove. They're done. Damn. It's crazy because mm-hmm. lamb chops really didn't become a thing till like quarantine time. Literally. Then, yeah. After quarantine, everybody wanted lamb chops. I'm like, I'm like, brunch went up too, though. Yeah. I think brunch, boom. Like, yeah. I, 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 I feel comfortable with saying Atlanta is the brunch capital of the United States. DC going to fight you on that day. Apparently, DC. DC, yeah. DC, DC said. DC do got some lit brunch. It's like we beat we DC. We, I went to, I ain't, I've been the drunkest I've ever been at a, at a, a DC brunch. Mm. They gave us mimo- bottomless mimosas in a wine glass. That's crazy. Oh, we we went to we went to Howard Homecoming. It was that was 2019. I don't yeah. know that shit was lit. A group of yeah. us went. The fun. shit was lit, but we were lit her. <laughs> <laughs> like like unproductively lit. <laughs> like no. walking in circles we, lit. And like, Thomas was leading the way. I was leading the way, we just, and we was just too lit. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Funny. And the next day, I'm like, these niggas gave us bottomless mimosas yeah. and wine glasses. That's, <laughs> it's, That's they didn't execute out. portion control. That's but not how you supposed to do that. Now that place is closed down, unfortunately. The, the place is. But that's how it be though. They a lot of these though. restaurants, especially in Atlanta, they are in and out. That's why we keep yeah. seeing new ones pop up because yeah. them other bitches, yeah. they've been around for two, three years. The lifespan of a restaurant is short. It's and short. it's hard because people steal a lot. Like, mm. and people, yeah, that's why a lot of people. What they do. stealing in the restaurant? People, um, like, say you paying with cash, they'll comp out somebody's shit, different things. That's why you're getting a lot of these uh, cashless restaurants because mm. there's a way to track and log every single transaction. That makes sense. And two, you also, in the back end, what people don't, don't realize, you have people that work in the back that will steal your fucking food. People that stealing crab legs Maybe and lamb chops and let all me work of in the back with crab legs. They taking your legs food out the back door and that. they reselling it or they recooking it. The Hell, Fourth of July is sponsored yeah. by hey. Uncle Daryl's job. I'm not mad at it. Get it how you live. I'm <laughs> yeah. not mad at it at all. Damn, Daryl, how you got lamb chops and snow crabs? Yeah, bring boosters back. Hey, <laughs> I but, said it. Yeah, that's that's one, those are some of the biggest contributors to a lot of restaurant failures mm. because it's hard to keep track of that money and you really have to be. In the restaurant, yeah. supervising to make sure that you're not getting robbed. And the food don't be blind. that good. I feel yeah. they don't be mm. that good. But well, well, well. Well, we have an, a, a, another reason why we had my good sis princess here. Hello. <laughs> so, Miss Princess, hey. you are a four X shorty. 
Mm. I was. I was. You was a 4X shorty. So we definitely wanted to kind of ask some questions because I feel like it was like forbidden to ask questions for a while. It was kind of like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, (laughs) it all disappeared. It all disappeared. Where the hell did the 4X girls go? So we wanted to ask you a few questions if you don't mind to just Mm -hmm. open up about your experience about 4X. First question being, what is 4X? Like, a million dollar question. What is 4X? So, 4X is foreign exchange. Um, and so, basically, the platform that people were rooting to get people started with was a platform that taught people how to exchange um, and trade in that market. Mm. And you can trade in the market in many different ways, and that's basically what it was. So, so, so you can profit off trading different currencies and so you're basically bidding on a currency going up like you're saying like the yen will go up by three pennies or some shit like that or the dollar will go down is that how you what forex trading is? yeah like you're, you're basically doing that with currency pairs and you can also do it with crypto pairs okay um, yeah that's basically what it is so like stocks like stocks but just currency yeah. Like how you buy stocks and stuff like that, bidding on it to go up. Or yeah, and you're using down. yeah, and you're using different data and trends to make those um, decisions. Okay. And then you can get a profit, and you have to put money into it to be able to trade it and invest it, yeah. and then you can withdraw it and make profit like that on different platforms and brokers and stuff. Okay. Okay. So that's like the gist of what it was. So who got you into forex? Who was that? Question. Who was that? Who was that? That person that gave Recruit. you that motivational yeah, speech. Who hit them and you were DMs? Like, I'm about to join. Who hit them DMs? <laughs> um, so, I'm going to try to make a long story short. Okay. So, you know, we all came from Georgia State. Um, so, at the time, this was like 2019. Um, my boyfriend, he went to a meeting. Um, it was like at 112. That's one of the dorms or one of the uh, Atlanta apartments, apartments because it was really oh, big. Jesus. It was really big in college, and it was really big in Atlanta at that yeah. time. Like, yeah. it was really big. This was, like, 2019. But my boyfriend goes to a meeting at 112 that his friend invited him to, um, and it was, like, just young people there, um, entrepreneurs. They have brought, like, their big mentors up and, like, big chairmen in the company, which I'll get into that. Um, and they were, like, you know, explaining what it is, how they can make money. Um, and you know, talking about entrepreneurship, and you know, basically explaining like how you can, it's like the profit in this is endless versus like a job, it's like cap. So it was just like a really big thing for him. So he came and like he was amped up because like he actually got to speak to like the mentors and stuff, which actually down the road became like our friends and stuff like that. But so he was amped up about it. He got started and he was telling me, and I was like, that shit is a scam. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm not. I was like, I don't think you should do this. I'm like, are they making money? Like, are, did they show you the money? I'm right. like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I need I deposit like, slips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so this was like April 2019, like sophomore year of college, like the year about to end. So he did it for the, like over the summer, and I was just watching. I'm like, he's going to the meetings. He's doing all this, and I'm just like, I don't like this. So, But one time he finally dragged me, um, me to a meeting, I think me and my sister, and like he actually like made a withdrawal. And I was like, well, I, I, I was like, hold on. I'm like, okay, I'm not turning down no money. So I'm like, if this is working and like this, make, we're making money. And then he actually like introduced me to like his mentors and like he had like all these friends that was like they built like a big team. I was like, okay, like this is lit. I can do this. Like I actually was able to sit down and like see it. And I went to a meeting and I saw the people that was like being profitable. And it was just like a very good, friendly environment. Mm-hmm. So we got started. 
and that was like summer 2019 and like me and my sister did it and we like we we got a lot of people started so basically how it works is it was a network marketing company and you sign people up and what they're paying for is a pro um, a platform that teaches them how to trade um, so that's that's how people are wanting to spend money on it because they're like okay this is gonna teach me how I can make money trading and then there's also a second income piece which the piece that like was driving everybody crazy and calling mm -hmm. people like forex niggas and stuff like that is like you can bring people on and become like high ranks in a company and they pay you like a monthly income mm -hmm. so we did it like all the way up for a few months and I was still in nursing school at the time and then like towards like the fall it kind of like died down a little bit so we kind of stopped and then like back in 2020 we got started back doing it and that's when like we really just kept doing it and then, of the pandemic right everybody it, was nervous. it had got like yeah. really big and like it was like people was making money like right. so i was like yeah let, let's get it back and we even we did it even bigger that time um so that's how we got into it and but it kind of like we slowed down with it because it just like it, it, it comes in waves it's right, like right. You, especially when you have like students doing it and they get back in school or like people get discouraged with people they sign up but then they don't continue to pay or like some people lose money because you, you can lose money with any type of investing so it was just it comes in waves so it was just like it was a lot and then I just wanted to finish school off yeah. and yeah so do you feel like you learned how to trade really do, do you feel like they actually were teaching you how to trade yeah, I did. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, it was a lot said in that. Yeah, yeah um, so it was like you had a whole, like, so you had videos and stuff that you had access to. You had live classes where people were teaching how to trade. And then, like, the group that you got started with, they had their own traders in it. Like, so my boyfriend traded, his mentors traded. So you definitely had the ability to learn how to trade. And I won't take that away because mm -hmm. people did learn how to trade. And I don't regret it. Uh, and I did learn how to trade at the time. Um, but it, it's a lot that goes into it. Like you have to have discipline right. to not lose your money. And you know, like people aren't professional traders. So if you know you're trying to go in and just make a quick money, quick money, you can lose money if you're not really disciplined. So mm -hmm. that's like, you can't really teach somebody discipline. You can teach them what the skill, but that's why a lot of people was also losing money just because like, yeah, you, you know the foundation of how to trade, but if you're not using proper risk management, you can easily lose the, your money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were coming in with like a mentality of trying to, make quick profit and yeah. you're gonna quickly lose money um but now like i can still look at the charts but because i haven't really done it in like a few years i i wouldn't like trade because i i would have to like i would learn it again but like now i kind of like forgot it but i still know friends and stuff that trade and stuff like that and my boyfriend still trades but um i see like yeah i think you, ask me i think you said a, a, a <coughs> very important part um, in that explanation was that network marketing piece mm -hmm. because I feel like it was promoted as just Forex and mm -hmm. trading, but the big part of that was the network marketing recruitment, yes. getting yeah. people on yes. because that shit was not cheap. That shit was like $180 was a month yeah. for yeah. some college students. I'm like, that is a lot yeah. of fucking money. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just had the wrong idea on the outside looking in of like, okay, this is all about trading, but it's like, no, most of the bread for real people making is from the network marketing mm -hmm. piece is getting people under them and kind of going up from there. Mm -hmm. So I was I want to ask out of like say ten people, how many people were really trading? You would say mm, everybody was trading. Okay. Everybody was trading. It's just about who was a profitable trader. Mm. Right. Everybody was okay. trading. We're all like we're it was like a family, and so people would be like, oh, like it's the cult, but it was just like a really big network of like family. 
and I, I see how people like how I'm the outside looking in it can like oh it's a cult and stuff like mm-hmm. that but it's like when you're being exposed to like high levels you're being exposed to people that like look like you around your same age or a little bit older they've done it they're successful and they're pouring into you right. some people never had that type of financial literacy education some people didn't know anything about investing some people didn't know anything about entrepreneurship so mm-hmm. I, I do feel like it I don't regret it and I do feel like it was a great experience but right. To answer your question, um, so so every, everybody was trading. We was hopping on the live calls together, um, but it's just about who was actually being profitable. Like I said, it, it's very easily easy to like lose money if you're yeah. just trading on your own. Or like, say we hop on a call, 10 a.m. Everybody makes money. Cool, you make money. But then at 12 p.m. by yourself, you decide to go on and continue to trade. Mm-hmm. So out of 10, how many people were profitable? <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't If you say. had to just throw a ballpark. If you if you just, out of 10, this is nothing, you know, you um, ain't on, on um, trial or nothing. Yeah, because it's like, I can't <laughs> say because <laughs> I had my own, I had my own, like, team that I was in, in and there was also, like, different other, other teams. teams. So, like, out of my team, like, I was in a big group. I, I my, my top mentors, he had, like, over thousands of people in his group. But, like, yeah. so there was, there was a lot of people that was, were profitable. But like if you if you want to talk about like young people who were just like doing it, it was a lot of people that wasn't profitable too. So it was like I can't give you a numbers game because okay. I can't say more people was profitable than other. I can say that the people that was actually like learning the skill, being disciplined, they were making money. But you had the people that was like getting started, paying their money, and just not really focused. Or like you're in school and you also work, but you're trying to do this on the side. They right, was probably right, not right. profitable. Mm. So what would you say would be or was your highest withdrawal like what was your biggest profit um i would say my biggest withdrawal is like two hundred dollars okay (laughs) (laughs) i think that's straight it's it's also the amount of time exactly that's what i'm gonna say that's i probably had a couple two hundred dollar withdrawals but i had i was like a p1000 that was the highest rank i achieved but i still like i still felt comfortable and i still wanted to bring other people on because there was people that I was getting started in my team that were making more money than me mm-hmm. because they were having the discipline and they were actually like mm-hmm. I was in nursing school I didn't I was more of the, on the entrepreneurship business side yeah. but I know I could get some people started and I put I connect them with this call and this call and they got the time to get on they can make money yeah so I was cool like I because I didn't I wasn't like doing it to scam or anything like that like right. I was legit was like I only wanted to get people started if I knew they could benefit now what you do when you get started like I'm gonna help you but if you do something like outside of what I recommend, then okay, yeah, you might lose some money. Mm-hmm. But right. yeah, like I, I was people that was on my team was making more withdrawals than me. So it was like you could, what I liked about it is you could tailor to it. Like I learned about like marketing and business. So I was good with the entrepreneurship side and like my boyfriend and other people were like good with like helping people make money and trade. Mm-hmm. Going back to the network marketing piece, I know that that, like you said, Thomas, that's a bigger piece that we don't really see. Right. You yeah. see Behind Forex the in yeah. the front, but mm-hmm. people are doing Forex around the world. Literally yeah. Right. Without, without yeah. Yeah. Were there any red flags on the network <laughs> marketing side? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Cause yeah. because, because you said your boyfriend brought it up to you yeah, initially, and you were yeah. like, man, fuck no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, change your mind, so. <laughs> I don't even know where to start because it's just like not in a bad way but right. like I really I thoroughly enjoyed my time doing it like but I don't want to talk too much but red flags at the time no because like I said I thoroughly enjoyed it like I'm, I'm seeing people you know make the money and these are my mentors they're pouring into me they're showing us how we can 
you know, get people started and also help them get successful. Like my top mentors were even like outside of the platform that people was paying for, was put, they were putting together their own educational piece. So it wasn't like people was trying to scam. So like when I was in it, no, it's like I have, we have a team that we're helping people trade, make money. We're, help, we're actually like pointing people, so no red flags. But on the outside looking in, or like now that I stepped away from it, mm-hmm. I won't call it red flag. I would just say it's kind of laughable. Like some of the stuff <laughs> is just like. Okay, I'm like, glad you could admit that. Yeah, like <laughs> some of some of the stuff is just laughable. Like when we would go to our meetings and like mm-hmm. we're doing like our um, like we would go to big conferences and we're like yeah. yelling like I am a chairman like stuff like that. <laughs> now it's laughable. But like if, if you go there and you're actually right. in it and you feel the energy, you're like this is yeah like we lit. But like just stuff like that is laughable. But I can't speak for my team. Now, other teams, they may have had some people that was like had them doing the extreme. I was on yeah. a good team, so I don't have any red flags. The only thing, the reason why I say when my boyfriend got started, and I was like, no, I'm not, this is stupid, is just because, like, it was, like, it was college students, so, like, it was, it was right. at 112. Y'all know right. 112. <laughs> I'm like, this shit is ghetto. The, the girls that was, it was, like, some girls that brought him in there, which was, like, kind of unprofessional, but then they had, like, their top mentors and stuff. And I was like, I just want to see the people that's making the money. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. I, I would say just really quickly my red flag with it because I did go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. I had a close friend that he got into Forex and he was like, Thomas, come to this meeting, come to this meeting. And I was blowing him off. And then one day I was like, okay, I had finished studying at the library. I'm like, let me go. And the shit was at 112. Um, <laughs> and, shout and out 112. So, shout out 112. You know you fucking know. Shout out 112. If you from Atlanta, lived in Atlanta, you know shout exactly where 112 yeah. is yes. or what Georgia State. Um, and I caught like the tail end of a meeting. And um, they were like, okay, you, you missed most of this meeting. Come to the next meeting. And it was at, like, some condo at um, at Atlantic Station. Mm. Okay. And so, but, but I, when I saw, when I went to the meeting, I kind of saw that. I'm like, it, it seemed a bit performative to me. And I saw, like, the same role yeah. with different people. And I'm like, I'm peeping. I'm like, these niggas in suits. saying this and that and then this person said i'm like Mm -hmm. something ain't right right. i wasn't completely thrown off but i was like i don't know for sure and then at the end the dude came up to me he was like hey you know we could get you started xyz so i was like you know what i'm gonna think about it i'll get back with you and before i knew it this nigga had put all my information in that i was telling it was like with your email xyz and he was like yeah just go ahead and sign up just put your payment information Mm -hmm. i was like no i'm you know i told you i'm gonna look it over i'm gonna hit you up later and then i got back home the nigga texted me like bro you still gonna sign up yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I, then the nigga, yeah. the next day, the nigga was like, you gonna sign up? And then I realized, I'm like, some of the niggas on here, you was just selling me twerk 3,000 tickets. <laughs> oh for the party. You was a party promoter last yeah. semester. For the twerk 3,000. Yeah. And now you selling me financial literacy. And I was just like, oh, yeah. no, I don't know. I have I'm a similar sure. experience because I went to one of the meetings as well. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about college, you go to some meetings. Go to some you meetings. get yeah. got by a couple Free of people. They tried yeah. to come to the meeting. Yeah, they did come to the meeting. But actually, the meeting I went to was virtual. So okay. I was like, you know, obviously I'm broke. So I'm like, let me just, yeah, quick money. Yeah. Yeah. So I get on the call. It's a little, you know, a little Zoom call. I'm just like, okay. Off rip, red flag. First of all, I watch a lot of documentaries on cults. Oh, no okay. shade, no tea, no shade, no tea. But my my third eye was open, so I was mm. like, uh, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so first things first, we get on there, and they're kind of just waiting for people to come on. So then there's this like the I guess the top dog, you know, head digger in charge. Chairman. He starts, yeah, the chairman, chairman. you know, what I'm saying? big chairman. <laughs> he starts talking. Um, he it was like the way he was talking was so grandose, like right. you can really do this. And I'm like, I thought because the call was. 
presented to us as a beginner's learning experience on how to trade. Right. A beginner's, you know, a few yeah. beginner tips, freebie tips on how right. to trade. Nary a freebie was in sight. He's just talking, and he's like also talking about himself and how good of a person he is. Mm. Red flag, because yeah. right. why are you talking about yourself like that? Yeah. And then um, somebody had asked a question, and that's when I was like, okay. So somebody basically asked, um, so will you actually be teaching us how to trade on this call? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga went off and was just like, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm trying to motivate you. I'm trying to get you to understand oh, what's wow. really here. Like, this yeah. is why I don't like black people because black oh, people no. don't really be trying to be trying. And I said, oh, oh, black <laughs> nigger. Like, what? Because he was really, he tried to make it in, into the black people are not disciplined in business. And that's why, like, that's why we're behind. That's why we're behind. So I was just like, oh my God, it got so serious. And it never was about trading. It was always about the motivation and that. And it's like speaking so grand. So it just kind of, that part threw me off. The other part of it that, mm. <laughs> that was always a red flag to me that just never made sense. And maybe you can answer this question for mm. me. What them flyers mean? <laughs> was you ever on a flyer, princess? Yeah. You was on a flyer? Yeah, I was Expl- explain my shit. a flyer for the people Please who don't explain know. a flyer. Yeah. What, you talking about the ranks? Like the people? Yeah, yeah. when it's like, when, when they were like, bitch, I'm, you know, 38,500. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, congratulations, yeah, chairman, PP. I'm that like, mean? what's that's happening? That's good stuff. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> so um, it's ranked. So, like, with the network marketing aspect, it's ranked. So, like, the lowest is like a, was like a P150. That means you have three people. And then, like, the biggest was, like, a chairman, like, 500,000. And that's when you have, like, I don't know, like, 100,000 people. So, it was, like, everybody. So, the people that you signed up. And then the people that they signed up and signed up. And so they signed right. up. And you had three legs. So, like, the highest mm-hmm. rank I said was, like, a P1,000. But, like, yeah, like, P5,000, you got, like, 225 people. P2,000, you got 75 people in your business. And so, so that means those are the amount of people that are paying for your services to learn how to trade? Um, yeah, not in my services, but the company services. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so what, I'm going does that give pyramid scheme? And that was my follow-up. Would you say it was a pyramid um, scheme? No, because pyramid scheme, and I, I got to maybe look up the actual definition, but a pyramid scheme is, like, there's no way for the people that pay to even get to that level or like it's like a hole mm-hmm. but network marketing yeah it's hard and there's a lot of people that's not going to make it to the top just because it's it's hard but it is doable and yeah. people are you can make a business out of it i made a business out of it and people did make a business out of it so it wasn't a pyramid scheme but people called it a pyramid scheme just because it's like oh like you getting people started and then they got these chairmen and the people that's gonna start are making no money but and you have the opportunity to make money and you're paying for a service. Like, you get mm-hmm. it what you're paying for, and you have the opportunity to build the business if you want. So, it was so that fair money mistake. went to the company, not to... And that, yeah, it went to the company, and then the company paid a, you a commission. For bringing those people on. Yeah, so okay. like a P1000 right. is like $1,000 a month in commissions, and then a P5000, $5,000 a month, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, it, it was just, mm. I think one time I went in that meeting mm-hmm. they said it's not a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. but they wrote on the board how everything worked and, it looked like and it I was like that shit is in the shape of a fucking pyramid am I blind <laughs> yeah. or am I stupid <laughs> I was just yeah. like but I see what you're saying mm-hmm. because you, you're saying that you also get a program that teaches you how to trade but it's just a matter of just putting in the work to, to, to do learn. it exactly. and, yeah. okay. and I do want to touch on what like with this it was like a lot of black people got started and I just don't like how it's like anytime black people want to get into something I feel like other black people 
automatically want to call it a scam. Right. And I feel like with other other cultures, you don't see that that often. Like right. white, uh, I can speak for white people, for example. A lot of them, you know, they've been investing. Their parents were invested. Yeah. So I, I like this because it was an opportunity. Like, you know, black people are trying to get ahead. Right. And I didn't like how other people were trying to down, you know, other black people for trying to get ahead and, you know. Right. It maybe it was like if you're not interested, you're not interested. But don't call people scammers. Now, granted, there were people like it, like I said, it was different teams. I was in a really good team. Like right. my pe- like I feel like my chairman or whatever genuinely cared. Like they would you know do stuff that showed that. But mm-hmm. it was just like black black people. This this get, exposed people to entrepreneurship. It exposed right. people to investing. Um, like a lot of the people that I got started with, even they're not even people that I signed up. They some of them still trade on their own. Right. Some of them started their own type of business. They mm-hmm. invest in other things. Yeah. So it was it's a financial literacy piece, and I didn't I didn't really have financial literacy education. So I just this right. really helped me get that. Now I now I do invest. Now I am you know smart with my money. I know about different things. 